And this is Randy. Welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. And today we have a special topic. We're going to interview some very good friends of ours. But first, we have our holiday happenings for the week. Well, we traveled up to New Hampshire, so we have been enjoying the New Hampshire temperatures and the New Hampshire lake that's nearby. Right. It's gorgeous and wonderful. It is. And we'll share more about our trip in next week's podcast. Cole is also off on his own trip. He's down in Disney World with two of his friends. So we'll also have a um, kind of a summary of that trip at some point when he gets back. He doesn't get back till Sunday late, so it might be a couple podcasts. A week from now. now. Right. Yeah. And I think Sydney's going to join us at some point. Well, we hope. Yeah, we've seen her. (laughs) We've seen her around here. And speaking of our New Hampshire trip, we are very excited today to be joined by our super awesome friends, the Andersons. Yay! Thank you for the clapping. You're welcome. So we've known Eric and Trish Anderson since 2003-ish. I think so. Something around there. We moved to Virginia in 2002. I think the Andersons moved to Virginia a little bit before that, right? 2001. 2001. And uh, today we are here to talk, as we always do, about holidays, but specifically their experience with holidays and their joy of holidays. So welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast. Eric and Trish. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're very excited, but first let's get a little background on you guys. So where in the country did you guys grow up? I grew up in Michigan. Which part of Michigan? If you're from Michigan, you typically say where you are related to... So Michigan is shaped like a mitten. Right. So you say where you are based on where in the mitten you're from. Oh, right. so that's interesting. Right. I grew up in the Thumb area. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, okay. Right. In a small town called Mayville. A lot of people wouldn't recognize it, but... You never know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And how long... I graduated from high school, and then I moved to New Hampshire, which is where I met Eric. And Eric, where did you grow up? I grew up in New Hampshire. So so beautiful here. You're so lucky. (laughs) So we grew up in, this is the lake regions, but I grew up further south of here in a small town called New Boston, which is very small, closer to Manchester, New Hampshire. So I spent most of my life here until 2001 when we moved down to Virginia. And we're happy you moved down. But you left someplace really beautiful. It is beautiful. I don't always miss the snow <laughs> that we had up here, but we the, miss, the, we the, do miss the state. We love we, state. we love New Hampshire, and especially the fall. It's so beautiful down here in the fall, or up here in the fall. Yeah, the leaves. Yes, yeah, so we've seen a few uh, trees starting to change their colors, you know, to the fall colors, but not many yet. We're in New Hampshire in uh, early ish. September, because it's early September, so a little bit early for that. So would you say those were your formative years in Michigan and here in New Hampshire regarding the holidays? That's kind of where you kind of grew up knowing the holidays, remembering the holidays as a little kid was in Michigan for you, Trish, and New Hampshire for you, Eric? Mostly, although I would say having children and then developing traditions with your kids, which was in New Hampshire for me... It's definitely formative, too, because you do so many things with your kids that become the traditions that follow you. Right. And speaking of kids, you guys have a couple of grown kids. We have two kids that are grown and out of the house. We have a daughter, Marie, and a son, James. Thinking back on your formative years, either as a kid or as you were raising kids, 
Who influenced you the most when it comes to celebrating the holidays? Well, my parents, obviously, when I was a kid. And then, like Trish said, we kind of formed our own. We kind of influenced ourselves as far as we each had different traditions for our family. So we kind of worked things out and, you know, how we would do things with family. So it's once you get married and have kids, then it kind of changes the dynamic a little. So as a kid, parents influenced me as an adult. You know, Trish influenced me. Those good influences. Definitely, yes, yes, yes. How did that match up with you, Trish? Probably the same. I had four younger sisters, so we, in a large family, the excitement of a holiday in a large family was, and and being near family, going and visiting family and things like that was, you know, made the holidays really exciting. So, you know, we were always influenced by family and being together. So, And four an girls. Impact. I right. mean, five girls all together. Right. That's a lot of excitement, probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric, you had two brothers. I mean, you guys were pretty close in age, right? Yes. My older brother and I were a little over a year apart. My youngest brother was three years younger than myself. So, so a lot of a rambunctious boy time when it came to holidays. Yes, or any time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. That's funny that you guys came from an all-boy household and an all-girl household. Yeah. So I asked you before the podcast to write down a couple things. One was, what season is your favorite? So what did you guys write down for that? I said fall was my favorite season. Okay. <laughs> Eric, what did you write <laughs> and down? And I said any season that is cool at night and warm during the day. So I like fall and spring. There's different things like the fall. I like the fall colors yeah. and obviously the weather. And the spring's the same thing. I like the weather, the crisp mornings and crisp evenings and warmer during the day. But the flowers, of course, in the spring in New Hampshire, New England, it was the forsythia and the lilacs um, were were gorgeous. And that was always a nice thing. And then, the, you know, the, there's a lot of apple orchards. And so the apples, apples would come into blossom and so, stuff like that. It was always fun in the spring. So we'll get into fall in a moment. If you had to rank your least favorite season, just between the four seasons, <laughs> summer, fall, winter, spring, what would you probably pick? What do you think, Trish? Is it hard? That's really difficult. There are things about both summer and winter that I would like to give up, but (laughs) it would probably be easier for me to have a shorter summer. I don't know. I really like winter, but I don't know. That's a hard. I don't know how to answer that. (laughs) How about you, Eric? I would say winter, mainly because coming from New England. The snow just meant, and I didn't do a lot of snow sports, so it may have been different if I had done a lot of snow sports, like skiing, and I did some, but it wasn't a a primary thing. So to me, it just meant a lot of shoveling. Anything you had to do was a little harder just because you had to deal with the snow. I mean, getting up early, shoveling snow, coming home late, (laughs) shoveling snow, shoveling in the dark. So I didn't mind giving that up. Although the beauty of the of the winter and everything covered in snow or at times ice is absolutely gorgeous. And, um, that can't you can't beat that. And I miss um, that about Virginia. We have very few times where we get right. to see that where yeah. everything's just covered in snow and beautiful. And yeah, yeah, I miss that too. Now since you're in Virginia, we obviously we don't have that as much. Would winter still rank as your lowest? 
Probably because then there's not the snow and it's just everything <laughs> everything's bare and bland. Okay. Um, and Virginia isn't as adept at dealing with snow, so when there is snow, it's um, the, the roads are more dangerous. It's harder to get around just right. because, yeah. um, understandably so, they don't have as much, so they don't have the, as much equipment to, to take right. care of that. So, um, Or as many opportunities to drive in it. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, once true. you're in the northeast, we've gone out at different times with Eric and Trish, and Eric's driven in snowstorms because he can drive... <laughs> Snowstorms because he's from New Hampshire and they have snowstorms here. So yeah, it's just funny. It's funny. Very good winter driving. Yes, from no, up here. That's and driver lessons in snowstorms. That's driver out with a driver's training instructor in snowstorms. So oh, that's funny. So even though you're from two different parts, or you grew up kind of in two different parts of the country until you know you, you later met. The fall season was probably not dissimilar. You both had. The change of leaves, you both had pumpkins, I mean, probably similar types of things. What are your, some of your fond memories of your childhood in the fall? Probably going to school, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not so much. I grew up on a farm, so fall meant harvest, and they'd harvest, you know, the corn and put up silage for the cows. That was on fun, always fun, because then you could go jump in the silage and you could have... <laughs> fight with the corn, you know, the chopped up pieces of corn. So for those that don't know, what is silage? Silage is corn that's chopped up that you feed to the, um, the foot cows, so uh, during the, or the, the cattle during the, during the winter time. So the fun thing was to jump into it. Yes, we had a, instead <laughs> of a silo, uh, a, a vertical silo, it was a horizontal silo, so that kind oh, of went in the ground. So yeah. it was probably, I don't know if it was 20 feet deep, it was cement, so yeah. as it filled up, you get, a, you get a little padding there. You could jump off the side into the silage. So as a kid, yeah. as a boy, that was just great. Being able to jump off, you know, it's yeah, kind of like doing like stunts that. off the side, you know, and jumping onto something padded. So right. as the silage fill up, you couldn't do it as much. But So three so boys like, enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and then, you know, the apples and the apple cider, you get fresh pressed apple cider in the fall. And that was just wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I still love apple cider. People try to recreate what you grew up with. Like people recreate having tractors, going to apple picking, going pumpkin picking. You grew up and you were just actually just doing it, right? That what everybody else is trying to recreate these days, you grew up that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you experienced a real thing. You can go back and say, no, that's not how we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I never did as much apple picking. Although I had some friends in school who their parents owned an apple orchard, so we'd go there and but we would go pick some apples. We had some some apples, trees, a small orchard in our neighborhood that wasn't kept in, up anymore. So we would go pick the, the little green apples, and they never ripened, so a little green. So we used to like to eat the little green apples or throw them at each other <laughs> as boys. Yeah, or, yeah. So that was um, Leave some nice fun. welts on each other. Yes. They're yes. missiles then. <laughs> yeah. They're green missiles. Or raking leaves and jumping the re- leaves. That was always fun as a kid. So. Yeah. And then, you know, have Halloween, have some great Halloween parties. Some would set up a, a haunted um, walk in the in the barn. So you go there, it's all dark, and, you know, put your hands in things. Like, these are eyeballs or, or grapes that are, you know. <laughs> peel grapes. This, peel yeah. grapes and stuff yeah. like that. So as a kid, those are great memories. Yeah. Or dunking for apples. You know, everyone sticks their head in the bin and tries to get an apple. Like, now, like. Now it's like, like ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure that's. Back then. Yeah. Like cool, let me do it next. 
Yeah, you live next to a cemetery, so that was pretty spooky already without all the yeah. added spookiness. Yes, that could be. You know, of course, <laughs> as it as a got older and you, you know, okay, I'm tough, then we'd like camp out and we'd get our sleeping bags and go sleep in the cemetery at night. But <laughs> as a kid, you'd walk by sometimes and you're just like, okay, you hear a noise. What is that? And then you, you would just run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Trish? Memories from the fall? Yeah, so the fall leaves, uh, my mother would make applesauce and we would get to eat warm, Mm -hmm. fresh applesauce. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apple pies, my mother made awesome apple pies. That was always a fall thing. Football, so I was in the marching band at high school, so that was always a marker of fall was the football games, marching in the marching band, and then it would start getting cold, so by the end of the football season you were marching and it was really cold yeah, at yeah night. i did that myself yes at the end your your hands are freezing it's hard to like move because you have to use your hands for your what right. music what uh instrument i was a play? flute yeah I played, pi- I played piccolo at the end so yeah, yeah your was, fingers started to get slow yeah. <laughs> yeah so that so that was always a fall very fall feeling and then halloween costumes that was fun so yeah same same things as I didn't live on a farm, but we had the same, it all has that same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So now as you combine, you talked about combining your traditions together. So what traditions are most important to you, I guess you could say now? Yeah, and I know that sometimes when you have kids in the house, traditions kind of are more important at that point. But the, at this point in your life, both your kids you know, aren't living at home. So what traditions are important to you now? For fall? Yeah, for fall specifically. I mean, Halloween is still a tradition for us. Now we live in a neighborhood where we have um, a lot of trick-or-treating is a a big thing. And so we make a big deal of that. We have our friends the moon's over. I was going to say, that's our our tradition too. (laughs) Going to the Andersons. We have, you know, dinner and then a bonfire in our front yard and then enjoy the evening Pass out um, candy. Pass out candy and just the beauty of the weather in the fall and that fall feeling. And that's when I want to make an apple pie and just enjoy that fall feeling. And, of course, that's when football starting. And so you just start thinking about all those, you know, kind of... Patriots wins and stuff. Good stuff like oh, that. As Patriots fans. that out. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys decorate for the fall? Um, I inside outside. Yeah, I don't think I'm not a big decorator. Like in fall, I wouldn't say that's probably something that I that I do in the fall. I know for the holiday moons, that's <laughs> awful, probably. But no, nope. everybody everybody celebrates we, the holidays differently. Do we do anything? Do well, we the, the the one thing we often do is go get a big. Um, or oh, a couple of big, gri- the, or the mums that right. we put on our front porch. And yeah. Of course, sometimes we'll still do a jack o' lantern or pumping and put those on the front porch or something and like that. And then not it's, pick them up until they freeze in December. And well, that's tradition. Yes. You don't yes. pick your pumpkins up till they're really mushy. That's, <laughs> that's just what you do. <laughs> and then you think, I need to throw this somewhere. Yes. <laughs> right. If we do scoop, scoop the seeds out, um, well, yep. this isn't a decoration thing, we'll, we'll do pumpkin seeds. That's yep. another good fall yep. tradition we like. So. so how do you do pumpkin seeds? What's, how do you um, make yours? Let Trisha do it. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you, you clean off the seeds. Uh, I think we probably sprinkled. I think we followed your recipe last year. I think year we did. From, we listened to your recipe on, that you did on your podcast, and we followed that recipe. 
I followed that recipe, yeah. and that worked pretty well. And that was probably the more recent one that you switched to. Yeah, I mean, it's just oil and, and some salt. It can be, I don't know if we used sea salt or regular, I don't remember. I have to look it up. But then you, you keep stirring it, put it back in the oven, stir it, put it back in the oven until it's nice and toasty on both sides. And our family loves that too. That's, that's a fun fall tradition. So the other thing we do in the fall is apple picking. So that's fun. What kind of uh, apples do you guys normally get? I use Macintosh apples in my pies. So when I get them for pies, that's what I like to get. I, we like to eat Honeycrisp, but for pies, I use Macintosh apples. Yeah, it is always interesting to me what people like to use in their apple pies. Like your sister yesterday was saying she loves Honeycrisp in the pie. Right. You use mm-hmm. Macintosh. We use... Gala. Gala. Um, and, it, and it's completely just yes, your preference. preference and taste. So. We, I made um, three different apple pies one year with three different apples, and we all just tasted them and decided which one we liked, and then we just did that from now on. Yeah. And gala is easy to find, so it's not yeah. like that's a you know a really highly specialized apple. It's yeah, it's pretty easy to get. Yeah, so. you, you got the blue ribbon that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the but, other ones too. But but I will say at church one time somebody dropped off a bunch of apples so i was like oh okay that's nice and i got a bunch of apples took it home made a pie didn't know what kind they were and the inside of the pie tasted like applesauce like the apples didn't hold up so they it tastes like applesauce and i remember cole saying if you're gonna go to all the work to make an apple pie you should know what apples you're putting in there and put the right ones in. <laughs> and I and I thought that's really good feedback because it was just wasn't as fun then. It's it just wasn't as good because we didn't we don't like applesauce pies. If you like applesauce pies, that would work. Applesauce yeah. pies. <laughs> Eric's but. grandfather liked a sweet apple pie, so I w- if I made him an apple pie, which I would do occasionally, I would always make it. As sweet as I could, and he would always want even a sweeter apple pie. <laughs> so funny. It was always interesting. Yeah. yeah. He liked a very, very sweet apple pie. That's interesting. Yeah. He was from New York State. He grew up where he grew up. So I don't know, maybe that influenced wonder, his like of apple pies. It's kind I of wonder what kind of apples he, he was used to. Yeah, that's interesting. I know in New England, Macintosh and Cortland are very popular. So those are, I don't know if they just grow better here. So that's what I grew up with. Those and the apple pies go together. That's right. what I when I eat an apple pie. That's what I kind of expect to taste. Yeah, I guess because that's what I know. And Sarah was really firm. Sarah, uh, Trisha's sister, was really firm on that honey crust. Yeah, and she, she gave you so. some honey crust, so we were eating honey crust, and they are really good. Uh, they're very, it's a very good and distinct, a distinct flavor, but yeah. really good. Yeah. And you were about to mention another big event in the. Fall yeah, another big event that has shaped our our fall every year is Eric's birthday and our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so Eric's birthday is the end of October, October twenty fifth. So we always celebrate. And when's our anniversary? <laughs> it's on the twenty eighth. This is a t- oh, it was a test. You didn't even make her try to remember. <laughs> All right, so we were married in New Hampshire, October twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. The fall leaves were mainly off the trees, but carpeting the ground. So in our wedding pictures, we have some nice fall leaves um, in our wedding pictures, which are nice. So in the fall, I always start feeling like it's kind of like our wedding time. It was always kind of that feeling because I remember that event. 
Yeah. And um, at least once or twice we've made trips back to New Hampshire or Vermont for an anniversary during the fall when the leaves were out just to, as a celebration because we love it so much. We would often, for our anniversary, when our kids were little and we weren't trying to take any kind of a big trip, would have a grandparent watch the kids and we would just take the day off and just like drive around in Vermont and it was just always beautiful that time of year and then we would find a place to eat and have dinner. In a little town somewhere, yeah. Because there are all these little towns you can just wind through and we would just spend the day doing that. That's so nice. And it's nice to have a grandparent nearby that can watch the kids while you do that. Very nice. Yeah. You know, I know as our kids get older, you know, uh, Cole has moved out. Cindy's going to have her own life. It's interesting to see which traditions they choose to pick up. Cindy likes to decorate like I do. <laughs> I was going to say like Beth and I do, but I think I do mostly. And Beth wants to make sure that it looks really good, whatever <laughs> I do. Yeah, he brings the quantity upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I put it in you places to make it look nice and not junky. Right. Yeah. And it is funny to see Cole now starting to talk about how he wants to halloweenify his house he's not into like the fall decorations as much as he's thinking halloween specifically yeah Yeah. and he's mentioned that you know we the three of us i think christmas would be our number one holiday uh, for sydney beth and i but for cole it's halloween so that's you know he really just enjoys that holiday so it'll be interesting to see this year how he kind of brings those traditions along with him have you seen your kids kind of have any pieces of those fall traditions or do they still come back to you and say, hey, mom, you need to make us an apple pie. They're still coming back. Which is nice. Yeah. For mom. Which is kind right. of a, a, yes, a nice tradition. Yeah. They're close. They live close enough to where they can visit. And then we make things that, that we know that they like or that are traditional things. And, right. Yeah. And we do them. Especially uh, towards Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, right. definitely yeah. come back for Thanksgiving. I came from a big pie family. I think Trish did too. So, Pies and Thanksgiving for me go together. As my father came from a large family, and when probably junior high or high school, one of my uncles lived in Pennsylvania, and a number of the family would get together down there, and we just there would be 20, 30 pies. <laughs> so as a teenage boy, oh yeah, we'd have to, you know you eat this huge dinner and then you eat pie afterwards and then before you go to bed you have pie and then you get up in the morning <laughs> and you have pie and you have pie for lunch and you have pie for dinner. It was just wonderful, like every kind of pie. I mean, that's so funny. You name the pie, we had it there. It was great. That was awesome. Yeah, that sounds I, like a good teenage boy kind of exactly. Utopia. There's no way I could put that much pie away. <laughs> However, I still I just I love pies, so there's yeah. not many pies I don't like. Yeah. As long as more homemade than bought. But what is your favorite? My favorite pie is pecan pie, and then probably pumpkin, and then apple. So for some parts of the country, uh, in case you're wondering, that's pecan pie. pie. Pecan pie. Pecan. <laughs> no, I'm saying for other parts of the country, we call it pecan pie. Oh, pecan uh, but other parts call it pecan. Pecan pie. Yeah. And Eric, you call it? Pecan. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how you said it. Maybe not when I was... When you think mm. about it, you say it that way, but I don't think that's really how you say it. Yeah. It's got a lot of different... Uh, in Texas, they call it something different. I mean, yeah. every place has their own version of pecan. Of uh, P-E-C-A-N. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. That's right. That's right. And you mentioned a little bit earlier Halloween. I know for me... Perfectly normal. As I get closer to Halloween, I start to think about Christmas. 
perfectly normal. Okay, not perfectly normal. <laughs> perfectly normal for me. So I asked you guys also to, to list your favorite holiday. Both of you said Christmas. Now, we also love Christmas. Uh, lots of kind of reasons as we think back on where our formative years of holidays comes from and who influenced us the most. Uh, it kind of makes sense to us why we really love Christmas. For me, it was because of my mom. She always made all the holidays special, but Christmas she made very special for us as kids and, and did a lot of, well, special things that I thought were for all the kids, but maybe some of them were specifically for me. <laughs> I, I didn't know that as a kid. But. As an adult, he found out that <laughs> yeah. not, I mean, there were six kids in the family, so and right. he's the youngest, so... His mom did some special things with him that, you know, the youngest, I'm an oldest, so the youngest always seems to be getting the, you know, lion's share of the fun. Right. (laughs) And Trish is the oldest in her family. Eric is the middle child in his family. So let's look back at your childhood first and Christmas. So if you can, like, take yourselves back mentally to uh, your young Eric and young Trish. <laughs> little your, Eric and little Trish. On your bikes or in, <laughs> ordering your younger sisters around. What was Christmas like as a child? Not just the day of Christmas, but like the Christmas season. You think about like when you were in school or church or whatever, maybe. What was that whole season like for you? It was very exciting. I have four younger sisters. So Tara is the, I'm the oldest. Tara is the second in line. She's just about two years younger than I am. And we played together all the time. We were so excited for Christmas. It was just all about Santa Claus coming and putting out cookies for Santa Claus. And we would go to bed so excited. We must have driven mom crazy. (laughs) Because it would be so hard to sleep. Because we just were waiting to hear Santa Claus. And, you know, we just knew we were hearing him. Come. So I just remember being so excited. Yeah. So I do remember specifically how excited we were. Now, did that excitement start to build once Thanksgiving was done, once Halloween was done? Kind of when did you you feel it as a kid? No yeah, just wondering. Is, no one else is asking right for a friend. Happy. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Probably after, probably sometime after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Probably really that week before, as far as like getting really excited about Santa Claus coming, and but and we always made a list. I don't with five girls. I'm not sure how my parents did it because we didn't have a lot of money, but we always got nice things for Christmas, and it was always really exciting to wake up and have all these presents under the tree. It was always it was never the night before we always went to bed and there wasn't anything under the tree and then we would get up the next morning and there were all these presents okay yeah and that was so exciting yeah to us so that was fun were the presents mixed together or all, did you eat all them? mixed together okay and then somebody i think usually dad when we were kids was the one that would would hand out at least until he got tired and then someone else would take over yeah um, <laughs> that would you know go around and hand out presents as he knew they needed to be handed out yeah as kids we never waited i mean we all waited till we all got there but we didn't like wait for each other we didn't take turns it was just like a free-for-all which is still how my dad likes to do it he doesn't he likes to give everyone their gifts and then just oh everyone just they can open them up and out. i like to see what people are getting so mm-hmm. it's really i always try to like for years i try to get my dad to like 
why don't we take turns or, you know, and he's like, nah, we'll just do it this way. This is good. <laughs> so, well, I've okay. got to say, when you have 23 people in yeah. a family room or in a living room, yeah. that is hard to yeah. go through. I'd still like to see. I'd still <laughs> like to figure that out. We do it in our house that way. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, we waited and watched each other. Cause I can, and it must have been challenging as we got older. There was a, you know, this age gap. So the younger ones would be impatient waiting, you know, for us older ones to open presents. But we always managed to, you know, wait a little bit so that we were watching each other open presents. And yeah. yeah. How about you, Eric? What do you remember? I mean, it would start with getting ready for Christmas pageants at school. You know, okay. you, you have plays, so you, right. you know... Now I don't remember, but I'm sure it's probably a month ahead, you know, before it's like, okay, you get assigned a part or you try out for a part. And so, well, you'd actually have Christmas plays at school and then you have them in church too. So, you know, the Christmas pageant. So, you know, going and doing choir practice and, or for, you know, for school, you go down and you'd sing and you get to, you know, go through the parts and you'd go to the stage and do the parts. So that was always a big thing. And then that we lived in a small town on top of the town hall. There was an assembly room, and we had our stage. And this room would just be packed with all the parents. So the school, I think, went first through sixth grade. So every you know every class would do their pageant, and the place would be just packed uh, with parents, um, probably standing room only. You know, just to come watch their kids do the pageants. What did you play? I remember those as part of the, too. As part of the play. Do you remember any roles you had? One play was Dickens, and I was the Ghost of Christmas Future. Which one is the big jolly one? Uh, present. Present. Yes. That's, so I remember doing that one time. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've ever heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> the things you learn. And then I remember being part of the choir or singing at one point, and not particularly wanting to or enjoying that part but anyway <laughs> that was an important that was yeah. not a necessarily important part for our parents whether we enjoyed it or not exactly <laughs> exactly they probably asked you to pick a part I probably didn't want any and so they stuck me in the you know the little choir and uh-huh. then that's what I got stuck doing so anyway yeah it was always exciting we uh, we absolutely loved it we did it differently than Trisha's family we didn't do a lot with Santa that was not a big part didn't detract from it at all it was never emphasized or uh, that was just it was a fun tradition yeah but you know it wasn't like we mm-hmm. we didn't actually believe in santa yeah not that there <laughs> isn't a santa there's dead quiet here for what we're all like <gasps> I'm not saying there wasn't i'm just saying that's how we get it so we had our presents our family would do them on christmas eve yeah. So as presents came in, they would just get piled under the tree. So it was beautiful, you know, the nice tree, had decorations up. When I found that out when we were together, I was appalled by that. <laughs> yeah. And we loved it. And so on, um, and we did the same thing as like Randy or we, we every, or even Trish, it was, it wasn't a free-for-all. These, my dad or whoever would hand out oh, the okay. presents, you open it and you kind of enjoy it. So that's what we do. We'd probably go to our Christmas Eve service, come home. Do the um, do presents um, all before have, you went to bed? You get uh, all the presents. Yes, down. and my mother would have a big spread of food, um, kind of buffet style. So that was. So was it your nuclear family, or did you have your? Because you lived in a place where a lot of your cousins and you know, yeah. a lot of people were just here. just our immediate family. Okay. my parents, my brother, and I. Uh, so that's that was a lot of fun. So you go to bed all excited because of the things you get, and you get to know you get to play with them tomorrow. So the next day. Then we'd have stockings. Oh, okay. So that was fun. So 
we'd all get my mother or, or parents would get us fun things to put in the stockings um, and you know sometimes we get like the batteries for the for the things that we <laughs> yeah, got the night before idea. so so that was fun whoever got up in the morning could just go open them right. we wouldn't necessarily do that all together sometimes we would but not always so um, there's always snacks in there and candy canes and there are certain things my mother would get us every year yeah. Um, sometimes, Did she get you an orange? That used to be a tradition for my mom it, anyway. I don't yeah. think she would get us an orange. A okay. lot of times we would get dried figs. For some reason we love them. So okay. they'd be like gone in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> wow. An hour? That's pretty or, good. Yeah. For three know, boys. Yeah. Exactly. And then we'd have a nice Christmas breakfast. My mother would you know, do some type of nice pastry. and So that was fun. And then... Christmas dinner was also then a big thing Christmas Day? Dinner, would, we would probably do that with other families. So my grandparents lived across the road for a long time. So we'd probably go over and do dinner with them. We might go over there, open presents that they had for us. My other grandparents lived uh, 45 minutes, um, hour away. Um, so we might go over there and do a Christmas dinner, or they might come over. So, so the so Christmas Day was more of the family time. I mean, larger family time. Right. So, so it was always packed and it was always fun, and we do so dinner stuff. You actually them. had more Christmas. We did kind with of with family. Anyway. I yeah, mean, with yeah. grandparents. Yeah. So it was very much a family oriented. And another thing, my grandmother, one of my grandmothers, started was the um, Advent calendar. I think she started doing it with us, my brothers and I. And then my mother kind of carried that tradition on, and then she did it with our kids for a while. So different years, she'd have different themes. So like one year was like, I don't know if it was school supplies. So scissors and tape and, and different stuff like that, Which but she made it fun. So like every day you come down, up in, uh, starting December 1st until um, probably the 24th, you'd come down in the morning. She'd have a basket or whatever, and it'd be a present for her, sort of be in a basket, and she'd have numbers. So you get to open something oh, okay. up every day. So That's cute. So that was kind of fun. Uh, she did that for her kids once with little um, glass figurines. And then part of it was a case, so they could put the figurines in the little cases or the little shelf that had little pockets or little space for each one. So every year would have a different theme. So our kids love that. I remember, and we love that as a kid too. So it kind of built, you know, made the, the whole, every day was kind of exciting. You know, you get to get up, get up in the morning and open that. And when our kids were younger, we had to make sure we couldn't just put all the gifts in the basket because the first, you know, they, they wake up in the morning, you want to open them. And I think uh, we'd have to make sure if we left them in a basket of course they were numbered so sometimes they had to go in a certain order not always but sometimes it was kind of a progression depending on what it was but if we left the basket of gifts there then they would all be opened right yeah because so, yeah. when they're little it's hard to contain yes. that excitement exactly you see so. a big basket full of gifts it's like yes yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting you guys talk about very different kind of Christmases right so it's interesting when you become a couple and you you know get married or you start living together and you have to start to meld those um, holidays together because traditions are ingrained in you that you think that this is how you do it right this is the right way and the wrong way right <laughs> so you have to kind of figure out how do we come together as a couple Make both feel good you making new traditions yeah. feel good about um, you know, either honoring some old ones, making some new ones. So, how how did you guys bring that together, and what what became your traditions? Given that you know, one of you celebrated Christmas Day, and one of you celebrated Christmas Eve, and all those 
things. I wasn't very collaborative. <laughs> I hate to say that now, looking back as a newly married person, I, I, was, I thought it was heretical. <laughs> that was kind of the approach I took. I was like, I, had, I don't know that I knew anyone that did that. And I just thought... It couldn't. I couldn't even conceive of a Christmas <laughs> that you like everything was over the night before, yeah. and I was thinking ahead to what we were gonna have our kids right, do, and kids I just do. thought, seriously, <laughs> like, I couldn't even think about that. And luckily, Eric was much more conciliatory. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you weren't collaborative because you may not have been. You may not have been able to picture that. But we talked about it. So it wasn't like, we're just going to do it this way. I didn't so, say what was in my head, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so we did collaborate. I do remember, and I don't remember sp- the specific conversation, but I remember sitting down and talking about that. How are we going to deal with this? Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what's ingrained. That's kind of what you expect to happen. Right. And you realize, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Probably even before we had kids, we have to say, okay, well, how are we right. going to do this together? Right, right? because we had a Christmas. A couple Christmases before we had kids, so yeah, yeah, and actually, that's actually you know sometimes hard to start with a kid right away because you're now adding another thing in there. Right. If you can get a couple of years or a few years practice with no kids, yeah, then you can kind of work some of those things out. Right, and Eric is a very good stocking person. Oh, good. No, Randy, as in putting things in stockings, not stocking people. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear. Just to be clear. He gets he. He views getting stockings, um, the stuff that you put in stockings is like really, I don't know if you think of it as important, but he is a good gift, stocking gift person because I think they had an emphasis on stockings. So he always gets really good gifts for stockings. And then I always feel like my, his stocking is (laughs) lacking because what I get for him, I always feel like isn't as good, but he always... Puts a lot of emphasis and then gets things for the kids. And do you find yourself weird. apologizing as you get <laughs> just talking to yourself? Just that I love you. I'm opening mine and then I'm looking at his, going, "Oh, I need to try a little harder." <laughs> and I never feel that. I never think that. You have it voiced that. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just. That's nice that you give me a stocking. So that's uh, so that works for both of you. So, cold, you know, whatever you put in there is fine with me. <laughs> Oh, here's Cindy. She joined us. Hello. <laughs> so what kind of gifts would you put in the stocking? If you know one of the kids likes a specific type of candy, you put that in there. Or you have to be careful what you put in there. <laughs> you can't put things in there that they would be, you know, that would give away what they're getting earlier. So, yeah, you have to be a little bit more mindful about that sometimes. So. He's really good at right. remembering things that we've said right. that we like. And Randy's then like that too. Puts things in there. Yeah, because I'll look and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember saying that, but this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Randy's the same way, and I felt yeah. the same way you did, Trish, about the stockings. I felt I used to feel really bad about them. Yeah, things we like to eat, and uh, fi- he's always done like fingernail polish and the little hand lotions and hand sanitizers for you know like Marie and I, and then he always gets oh like gun cleaning stuff for James or things like that that will yeah. fit in the stocking and that are specific um, to the person and that they would right. each person would appreciate yeah. right yeah. Um, yeah he just thinks of remembers the things that we like and then like two days before oh yes <laughs> but you remember which is so do you do any gifts on Christmas Eve we do we used to do one when the kids were little they each got one gift 
as James got older, he doesn't care. Yeah. So I That sounds just, so much like our kids. Like Cole doesn't care at all. Right. But we did the Sydney, one Christmas Eve. Sydney expects it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's our tradition. Exactly. So I've continued that with Marie. And it's always it's always a nice pair of pajamas that I get for her and she knows that. But I always get them for her and wrap them and she opens them and wears them to bed. That's cute. So it's always and even though she is not living with us, she sleeps at home that oh, night, night because okay. then she gets That's up. That's a great idea. And and then spends the morning with us. And the kids always get up and they don't have to wait for us to do their stockings. Okay. They do their stockings and then impatiently wait for us to get up and then watch us do our stockings. Impatiently. Um, impatiently. Watch, <laughs> wait for us to do our stockings. But yeah, it's nice to have them both there still. Yeah. Actually, both of them came home last year and spent the night yeah um but i've always i always give her that gift and when they were little they always got one gift on christmas eve yeah yeah i begrudgingly still do that although we don't really do it for each other it's mostly for the kids now mostly for sydney it's just sydney no we usually (laughs) we usually do it it's just not as important anymore to us but we usually do it we usually each get a gift on christmas eve we don't do it for each other we i don't think we ever did it for each other it was it was just for the kids no maybe once in a while but generally no right yeah Yeah. okay so we're going to switch to some lightning questions so they just really mean short questions unlike the bigger questions about lightning lightning. (laughs) still about christmas christmas time so since we're talking about Christmas, so what would you say your favorite Christmas season food is? Christmas cookies, definitely. Just a, an array of Christmas cookies. An array, a whole bunch of them, okay. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Trish always starts making Christmas cookies and lots of them in different varieties. And so some of them, I mean, they're very traditional. It makes it very Christmassy. And... All right, next question. Favorite Christmas scent. Now, I know there are multiple scents because my wife has... Taught me the many, many scents, S C E N T S, of Christmas. Cinnamon. All right, Eric? Uh, probably balsam or the smell of the tree. Yeah. That's so funny. When I think of Christmas at your house, and we spend, we usually spend Christmas Eve with the Andersons, balsam is what comes to mind. The Bath and Body Works balsam yeah. scented mm-hmm. candles. Yeah, I, from, a, if from that standpoint, it would be a balsam candle. Yeah. But I guess I think cinnamony yes. kind yeah. of... That's that warm, cozy flavor. kind yeah. of... Yeah. And the balsam, that's a really good balsam scent. But the smell of the Christmas tree, we always have a, fr- a real tree. I didn't growing up, but that's another tradition that Trisha instilled or brought. <laughs> I, she brought with her, which yeah. I appreciate. But the, the smell of that tree just kind of, it's really nice. Yeah. All right. How about a special movie or show of some sort that you like to watch around Christmas time? So together as a family, we watch, it's a Christmas story on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. I always watch Meet Me in St. Louis Christmas Eve when I'm funny. putting ribbons on presents the night before. Some classic movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Eric? It's a Wonderful Life is always a good movie. Started watching that as a kid, or Holiday Inn is another favorite one that we like to watch together um, often. So sometimes James, even more than Marie, will like come come around in the Christmas season, like to watch the older Christmas movies with us. So yeah. so there's a there's a variety of them that we'll watch throughout the the season or Christmas Eve or on Christmas. So it's fun. 
It is fun. Okay, so this can be a little bit harder sometimes. A memorable gift you received as a kid. I got books. I always wanted books for Christmas. So uh, just in particular, I had an aunt who introduced me to Trixie Belden when I was a teenager, and I read up. As many Trixie Belden books as I could, she got me those. I don't know why I remember those above other ones because I got books every year for Christmas. But also, I my grandmother made me my own cherry pie one year for Christmas. Oh, oh wow! And I got to eat the whole cherry pie myself. Wow! And I didn't share a single piece. Because <laughs> so grandma made it for you. Right. That was fun. How old would you say you were with the cherry pie? I was probably. 15 or 16. Yeah. 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 Old enough to know how to defend your pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For four a, other sisters. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot of fun. How about you, Eric? I remember in, we didn't have a lot of money at the time. I remember I wanted an alarm clock and I got an alarm clock. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I don't, I'm probably because... So it could wake me up for school in the morning. I don't know. It maybe did it have a radio on it. I don't know if they even had a radio, but I remember that. And I had it for a long time. There was you know, a lot of traditions, a lot of activity going on around the Christmas season. Sometimes it can be overwhelming if you kind of pack too much in there. Sometimes, you know, it could be a lot. So can you think of your least favorite tradition? Least favorite thing at Christmas? Kind of generally, if I'm tired, any decorating. <laughs> when I'm just ready for, to go to bed or tired and relax for the day and you gotta go put something up or go do this <laughs> and put lights on the tree. Which isn't to say I don't appreciate it because when it's all done, it's really nice. If I'm tired, I don't want to participate, <laughs> which so, isn't fair to people putting stuff up. So, yeah. and, um, and I like everything to be re- decorated really beautifully. Yes, and you do and a great I would, job. I would love to have my whole family like to do it with me, right. but none of them like to participate in it. Yeah. So I end up doing it myself and wondering why I'm doing it myself. Why am I doing it if it's just for me? But they I, they like it when I'm done. But I right. do because yes, even the kids like will I'm say, just... "Oh, how come you didn't do this this year?" It's like, why didn't yeah. you help me? <laughs> yeah, but I end up doing it myself. Yeah. So that's your least favorite. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good answer. <laughs> doing it is doing it myself. It would be fun if if we did it all together. Yeah. So the last question really is talked about a lot of the, your history and kind of the things that you kind of piece together. For your traditions, but in general, what would you say your your traditions are now for Christmas? So for Christmas Eve, we've developed a tradition that we really enjoy of having our friends the moons over for hot chocolate. It's a really relaxing time. We found this hot chocolate recipe that we love. We have them over. We have Christmas cookies and hot chocolate, and we visit and have Christmas music on, and then we exchange gifts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so that's just a relaxing, nice time. And then we'll sit down as a family sometimes, depending on how much time we have, and watch a Christmas movie. And then when the kids go to bed, Eric and I will finish. If we have presents to wrap or put ribbons on things, we'll finish then and kind of watch Christmas movies while we're doing that. We still bring out all the presents then and put them under the tree. The kids will have maybe put presents under the tree from them to us, but that's all that's under the tree at that point. So that's when we bring out all the presents for the kids. So when they get up in the morning, they still see what we were used to seeing when we were kids, which is all those presents under the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So fun. Right. So that's Christmas Eve. 
and this is we've been doing this so many years now this is our family tradition so you know and this is uh, what we our, go to Christmas Eve service yeah so we go to Christmas Eve service and have hot, come rush back and finish making the hot chocolate and sometimes the moons are there often and sometimes we invite other friends or people so that's always fun it's not a long time just to get together and then um, then we uh, do our separate things but so yeah, that's a fun tradition so yeah we have these tra- the traditions and you know we we're talking earlier about uh, developing traditions as you come together and now we have our own traditions and it'll be interesting to see how our kids yeah develop that and do that right. and start their own traditions yeah because they're even... incorporating their their spouses with them right because they have to take pieces of theirs and and the other people's. Unless right. somebody's exactly. not collaborative. <laughs> yeah. Then right. you just do whatever the one right. wants. Right. Yeah. Someone's like me. <laughs> yeah. We developed, we had an accidental tradition that we started about three years ago. So we have a particular dish that we made for Christmas dinner every year. It's called pineapple chicken. But you need five cans of pineapple. Okay. So Marie and I, when we were making our grocery list for it, we miscommunicated. And we ended up not having the five cans of pineapple that we needed to make the dish. So and this was for di- Christmas dinner. For Christmas dinner. And there's no place open on Christmas Day to get that many cans of pineapple. So we had to improvise. We couldn't make it. So we decided to get Chinese food for Christmas dinner and make our pineapple chicken the next day. When we all still had the day off and enjoyed Christmas Day with Chinese food. We enjoyed it so much because we went, got Chinese food. It was relaxing. It was we didn't relaxing. have to cook anything. We didn't anything. have, to cook. Didn't have yep. to cook. We watched all our Christmas movies like we normally do after having you know relaxing time opening presents. It was so nice. The next day we made our Christmas dinner, which was also we could do in a more relaxed way. Yeah. We enjoyed it so much. We've done that. Yeah. Ever since, yeah. isn't that fun? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. when you stumble upon this thing that just works, yeah. right? So yeah. accidental tradition, but very, we've made it our own because yeah. it was so nice. Yeah, yeah, we love it. So, yeah, so. I love that because you know traditions don't have to stay a certain way, right? Your whole lives. I, I can think of traditions during the season for us that have changed that we used to do, we stopped doing, we did something else, and I think it's important to allow yourself to do that because if you're getting stressed through the holidays you know it's kind of a time to say you know, do i really need to do this one thing maybe i can change it a little bit and even if it's not stressed you found that hey this just worked a little bit better for you guys made yeah. that day a little bit more fun for and everybody the Less right? stressful, and the next yeah. day right yeah. right so you gotta you had both right? right you still had the the food traditional food just separated a little bit in time from the other right. traditions so. we don't have family nearby so it's the four of us together and so we, we can slowly open our presents, not be on a schedule, yeah. eat when we want to, watch Christmas movies, and just relax together. So yeah. that's been really nice. Yeah. That is fun. very fun. Well, thank you guys for sharing your fun holiday memories and your traditions and being part of our Holiday Loons podcast and our very first interviewees. So you are our experiments. So, so thank you for uh, participating in that. Our future festivities are for the week of September 21st. September 21st is Miniature Golf Day. September 22nd is the first day of autumn. September 23rd is Energize Day. That's Energize with an I. 
September 24th is National Punctuation Day. September 25th is National Lobster Day. September 26th is National Johnny Appleseed Day. And September 27th is National Scarf Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, one word. And you can find us on Facebook via our Facebook group and our Facebook page by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. And you can contact us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Beth, Randy, Sydney, Trish, Eric, Happy Fall! Happy fall.